Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I've had sex a couple of times this week. I just thought I'd like to update you. Well, actually, not really this once or twice, which is, you know, better than, you know, me weeping on a podcast because I haven't wanted to get my hold with anybody or anything. The best bit was, is that he was there to service her pussy flap. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like, sometimes if a guy's fingering you, you can just smell your vagina, and even if it's clean, and it's it's just really off-putting. It has been warm back here in the UK like, and Ireland. Wa- yeah, that's the thing, it's been warm. It like wafts. Waft. I will be honest, I have walked, I had visitors over from uh, the UK, from England, and we were walking approximately 20,000 steps a day. And I will admit, there were times that I did detect a malodorous vaginal waft. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know whether it's my feet or my vagina. Either way, it's not great. Yeah, when you're sweating, I don't know how you people do it in Dubai because I, I, remember, I remember when um, it was really hot in Dubai, like during the summer and you wore a skirt. And I remember sitting in the office and there was like a, a waft of like, odour because you're sweating obviously yeah absolutely well another thing i've detected you know loving the weight lockdown weekend i have been chafing yeah i have been chafing big time i've always been a girl with big thighs big butt and i can handle it it's fine because usually i have a small stomach but now i have a fucking keg and glove handles and all sorts of shit going on but the tops of my thighs rub together so much that I can just constantly feel them flapping in the wind. Then I look down there, I'll friggin' malodorous minge, and there was a rash. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then my friend was like, Laura, darling, you've chafed. And I was like, good time. So apparently you're meant to like put talcum powder there, or that's why a lot of girls now wear cycling shorts, cycling shorts in order to prevent the, the chafing. So that's yeah. good times. Another thing that we need to talk about, Fiona, is the fact that the term other half or better half is actually quite dangerous and inherently toxic. 
our lovely friend Lisa McFarland always talks about how dangerous that term can be. I don't think dangerous is the right term, but um, unnerving, especially for young women, because it implies the fact that we are not whole in ourselves. And let me reassure every single person listening to this podcast, whether you are single or in a relationship, you are your own happiness. You are fully and wholly and wonderfully and beautifully complete as you are. Yes, your partner may align with you and bolster your happiness and do all the things with you that you enjoy. But you, my darling, are complete as you are. And that person is just a value add-on, like fucking tax, right? If we, yes, we are inherently complete and whole. There's no better half. There's just you. We'd love to hear from you as always. Drop us a DM on Instagram, uh, lovebitespodcast underscore. How many ta- How many weeks have we been doing this podcast? This is our 18th week. Why the fuck do I still not know our Instagram handle? It's every week, Fiona. It's inherently embarrassing. So, Laura, you know what Instagram handle is just the name of our podcast with an underscore? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed, but I just have to be honest with people. I've got the fucking Instagram in front of me reading out the fucking title. Love Bites podcast underscore drop us a dm or you can email us on info at lovebitespodcast.com is that the one yeah that's the one fiona i have been sorry i've been a little bit mia on instagram this week because i've been hosting my visitors i've been taking them up the north coast of ireland which is a fucking beautiness personified wonder day central the weather's been so good so i've been very 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 lax on instagram i've been watching you and your stories and I kind of watch Love Bites it, stories as if I'm not part of it yeah. and I'm like if I wasn't a love biter you know half of the Jew would I find this engaging and I found it so funny when you asked the question about what are those personality traits non-physical that women find men really attractive and um, what the fuck am I trying to say the heat what women find attractive a man that is non-physical <laughs> And can you summarize our responses? Because they they were cracking. What I found really funny about it is non so non-sexual acts or things that turn us on about men. And what I found really interesting, and the, okay, so the reason why this came about was because me and my friend um, were talking before I posted that, and uh, she basically was saying that she was she had this handyman over at her house to fix cat. This sounds like the start of a porno. Yeah, I know. It was like such a porn. That's Hello, why I am. I'm here to service your yeah. pipes. But the best, the best bit was, is uh, he was there to service her pussy flap. <laughs> Cat, I'm really unsure. Is that a joke? Is that yeah. I no? Genuinely, like he was there to fix her cat flap because she's got a cat, and he came over to fix her cat flap. So me and my friend last night were like, "He came to fix your pussy flaps." Oh my god, Fiona! It honestly, like, she needs to turn that into some sort of Mills like and Boone novel. I know. Okay, so Mr. Anyway, Handyman, so pussy she flaps. Was saying, she was like, you know, he's so fit. Um, and then, uh, oh, do you know what? No, this was not it. That happened later on. This has kind of come from that. Okay, so no, she matched with this guy on, uh, she matched with this guy on Hinge and he owned his own like DIY business, whatever. And she showed me a picture of him and he was in like his work clothes and he like had splattered paint and it was just so fit. And I said to her, how funny is that? Because whenever I see like a guy on the tube who's got like paint splattered trousers and work boots, I find it really hot. Like if we see those guys like in the like, in a like delivery van and they're like, 
pulling mattresses out and you know delivery guys with their work there's something really sexual about it so I was like let me ask the question and what was so funny was that's what sparked it the work trousers and like the work boots Mm -hmm. the amount of women that wrote in saying work trousers work boots there's this thing called Snickers trousers, which I see, think is an Irish See, you say that's term. an Irish thing. I've never heard of Snickers okay, trousers. Fine. That must be a must be a Southern Irish thing. I've never okay, heard of maybe. it. Maybe. So the the kind of the work gear is that maybe to convey the manliness. Manliness. There was also man like ma- men doing men's jobs. So things like you know, I know that's a really patriarchal term, but whatever. I'm going to use. I don't care. Like you know, using a like DIY or like you know fixing the fence and like all these things. It, and there was one particular one which caught my eye because I totally get it, and I googled it, which was when a man stretches his arm around the back of your chair whilst reversing yes that was the thing that I didn't know that I thought that was sexy until I thought about it yeah I got a little bit of a funny flutter funny flutter honestly oh I feel a bit hot and bothered thinking about it so I was like and it came up time and time again like to the point also there was another one where like quite a lot of people had said that one and then my friend um flick the beanie said when a guy uses one hand to reverse the car and quite a few people messaged me and was like oh and also when they reverse the car and i'm like what is it about this what so the fuck? i googled and i i think quite a lot of the girls say that it kind of makes them feel quite protected yeah, and cherished and as well when they do it they quite often just look over your shoulder and give you a little bit of a side eye yeah and it's so it's sexy, so sexy. It's the it's so sexy, it's so weird. So I, yeah, so I googled it, and that's exactly what it is, Laura. Basically, it was when a guy does that, it makes us feel protected and like he's taking responsibility, which also then sparks lots of other interesting things about what turns us on, which is a man taking responsibility. Things like taking care of his family, doing which comes in the form of really subconsciously, obviously, like fixing a light bulb that's him protecting us and doing something for us that's Mm -hmm. what turns us on which I think is such an interesting point and like as much as like we as women you know we like to say that oh like we want equality and things like that and yes this is going into a completely different conversation I don't want to even go into yeah I get it but also at the same time what turns us on is hunter and gatherer it just is. You see, that's that's really interesting and I completely get it. My boyfriend is the fucking wet dream of a man. I've said it once and I'll keep saying it. Keep saying it. He couldn't put up a fucking light, <laughs> a light bulb. He couldn't hang a nail. He couldn't do a thing. I've been out there painting the fence while he has just sat and watched me while he's been having a little glass of champagne. And I've said to him, does it not make you... Does it not make you ashamed or guilty the fact that myself and my mother, your mother-in-law, are out there painting a fence while you're sitting there like a big fucking lump of a man watching me? And he's like, I couldn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm not confident in my own masculinity that I will pay another man to come into my house and do it for me. Fair enough. He's led a very pampered life. And it just doesn't occur to him that he ever needs to do anything around the house. And it did kind of bother me for quite some time. And I would kind of, if I'm honest, sometimes um, led little nasty jibes down. Or yeah. maybe more passive aggressive about, oh, such and such as husband is out there painting the fence. Such and such as husband is over there doing this, that and the other. Yeah, well, you know what? Such and such as husband is always doing X, Y and Z that I don't like. It's one of those things about compromise. Um, 
I've never really been into the builder rough look, I have to say. Um, one of my first boyfriends was a was a builder. And when I think about him, I want to vomit. And it, he makes my skin crawl. So I don't know if I associate getting Maybe. picked up in a van with him. Yeah. For me, a man in a slick suit and a great pair of shoes... Or a man in a nice preppy, like, rugby look. That's my thing, more so than... And that, I imagine that. my dismay when my boyfriend walked in looking like a goddamn fucking lumberjack. I was like, no, no, this will not do. We'll get it Hang sorted. on, I just need to take off my jumper one second. It's quite yeah, hot. go it's for it. It's really hot in my It mouth. is hot. With, it was talking about the reversal. Oh, fuck. I just ripped my ears. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Um... Yeah, so I thought those were really interesting, and thanks so much to everyone that kind of um, sent in. And thanks for things. alerting the term snickers trousers. My yeah, one of my it. best friends, and when she's listening to this, she's going to know it's her straight away. She has such a thing. I don't know if this is an Irish thing, but I feel like quite a few um, British girls also replied on the stories. Grey fucking tracksuits. What the hell? Like there are girls that love guys in grey, like. Not flannel, but that kind of yeah. tracksuity material. They're obsessed with looking like men looking like drug dealers or like chabs or spides, as we call them here in Northern Ireland. Grey tracksuits are a really big appeal for for women. And I, I don't get, get it. it. I don't want the like. I don't want the drug the drug dealer looking outfit, but I do get the grey tracksuit thing. But it, I, it's more for me. Like if a guy's got like a sick body and they're wearing like. They're t- with their top off and then they're wearing a pair of like grey tracky bums that is hot but that's like such a basic thing like quite a lot of girls find that okay attractive. I've I've never I've never really heard of um, that before but yeah I thought that was I thought that was really interesting um we also got them the guys to I also asked the men and it was a bit like it was a bit dull to be honest with you you guys could have done better it was I basically like messy, messy bun, bun glasses glasses and like au naturalness and maybe potentially yeah. wearing his clothes that are a bit sexy yeah if oh, i in- if i was to think what any of my partners would find sexy about me that isn't physical what would you say because i really can't think i'm not a sexy person well, yeah know, boyfriends like, have told example- me i am I, I just don't know what they would find Maybe a, a bit of a bit of confidence. I feel like men are very turned on by a woman that is sure of what she wants and also can have the crack mm. and have a bit of banter, a bit of back and forth. Um, what about you, Fiona? I think, what do you well, think? Well, I think that like what I kind of got surmised from ever from the men's replies was when a woman looks her most authentic self, mm-hmm. which is like messy bum with like a pair of glasses on and like a baggy t-shirt or whatever, because that's how we are at home. Like being dressed up does not come naturally to all of us. Most of us can't be fucking asked. Mm-hmm. Like I know, for example, like the barber, whenever we, I've seen him, like I've not, I've never once worn, he's never once seen me wear like a lot of makeup and we, and he's said to me lots of times that he finds me sexy and it's literally when I've like been the least dressed up possible Mm -hmm. so I actually think that men 
maybe prefer it to be honest mm-hmm. like so owning I, your naturalness yeah, and authenticity like normal yeah this so is I so juxtaposed so i had the best day out yesterday i took my friends up and down the the coast of northern ireland we went into a town fiona i cannot wait for you to come and visit so now i have the itinerary oh, to a t so there's this bar everybody's going to know it in northern in belfast called chick of york and it's the most beautiful picturesque little lane and all the the um the the seats line up on the side and there's flowers and everybody was on form everybody was talking to everybody so many like so many good vibes the good vibes were reigning supreme so we were heading home because we're old and I wanted to go home and get an ice cream and outside all of the bars there was like the young ones queuing up so you have to queue up now to get in everywhere it's really annoying and the queues were about an hour long and I just looked at these young people who are prepared to stand for at least an hour to maybe not even get into a club. I know I sound old but the fucking fashion and the makeup of the young ones nowadays really fucking not disturbs me because I actually appreciate so much that all girls shapes and size wear like no clothes and you know what I would much rather people are emboldened and feel confident in such scantily clad um you know get up but the amount of makeup and these wee girls Mm. all look like carbon copies of each other i'd say there's wee wee girls there 18 19 20 years old with lip filler they all have this makeup on that makes them look so similar to each other the big massive long nails like and i just thought to myself (coughs) Is this us being old and did our moms think the same about us? Maybe. Or is there a massive shift in society now, especially for young women, to feel like they need to conform? Or is this a wonderful reflection of self-confidence and self-reflection and, sorry, self-expression rather? Um, I know I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. I think one moment to feel like this and then the next to feel like this. I think it's 100% an age thing because if I look back on the amount of effort that I used to put in to nights out compared to now, it is a huge thing. And But I also think like, like to talk about like, let's say put it into like a like dating etiquette terms. I think personally, just going on, like looking at what those guys said about like how much you doll yourself up. I think the first date, if you're going for drinks, it's okay to like make yourself look a bit nicer, like as in like put the makeup on, enjoy yourself, whatever. But then I think for the second and third date, you should just kind of go as yourself because if this is a thing with these young girls, if they keep if they keep going out looking like that and they meet someone, they, it's a it's a level of expectation that just can't be met that all the time it's and a then lot. I wonder do the young go, the young guys then expect that because they're on Instagram and TikTok That's too the right they see these young girls that are completely it's a it's a second fake face yes it's modeled on their own natural authenticity but what those wee girls can do with makeup is fucking know, phenomenal and I wonder do those young lads expect that anyways that's a complete aside it's just something that my friends and I were all talking about on the way home firstly like where are their clothes and secondly the makeup but I was both kind of shocked at that but also really pleasantly surprised because at that age I would have been so paranoid to ever show my body like that I was so Mm self-critical I kind of still am but these these kids kind of seem to have a a real air of confidence, and it's actually really refreshing. I just also worry about the flip side, but hey, 
How's your week been? Week's been good. <clears throat> a few things to talk about. Okay. A few things to flesh out with you, which kind of annoyed me. Okay. But also I have good things to say. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to say anything about this guy, but I am actually now because I feel like I started talking to you about it before we jumped on the podcast. Because sometimes what Laura and I do is if we don't want to talk about something... If it's like super personal, we'll have a bit of a catch up beforehand. Which isn't that often, by the Which way. Which isn't that often, but sometimes if it is super personal and like we don't, or if it's like someone said they don't want to be on the podcast, we won't say. Yeah. This guy didn't, said he didn't want to be on it. But then halfway through, Laura was like, I think we should talk about this on the podcast. So here we are. Obviously, I'm not going to mention any names, but I went on a date with this guy and uh, we were kind of, so this, I'll put it into perspective of why I'm, why I'm annoyed. Um, we've been talking for about two weeks, okay? That's two weeks of energy of talking to someone from Hinge, right? We went on the we went on a date. We had a really nice date. In all honesty, this guy is like what you would consider as like perfection. He had a little bit of the husband of sex life vibes about him. Okay. Extremely preppy, preppy, successful. Looked like a Ken doll, successful, all the things. Super intelligent guy. We had a really lovely date. Don't get me wrong. Like we had a really great date. Um, there were a few red flags more about his like dating history and things like that. Like more that he hadn't been single for a very long time. And like, anyway, we had a really great date. And then kind of at the end, we discussed like, yeah, we'd like to obviously do it again. I'm really cutting this down. And then he, he said, you know, we walked out to get my cab and he was like let's have a kiss we had a kiss it was like okay it was a nice kiss it was very polite all good whatever get in the car we message and then the next day I messaged him replying to his last message saying um I had a really good time I'm free from Monday next week mm-hmm. he then didn't reply at all then I was getting all these messages about Snickers trousers and I, and I was like I wonder what that is and then I basically asked him just because I was like he hadn't replied to me for about two days and I was like that's really weird I was like wouldn't you just reply so I just sent him a little message to like nudge him to see if he reply because do you know what I I'm I have no problem with double texting because I'm like do you know what if someone likes you they're not really gonna care I wouldn't he didn't reply it's been four days. He's replied today going, hey, sorry for the late reply. Now I don't know what Snickers trousers are. And I was like, you didn't even fucking acknowledge. So he didn't acknowledge the suggestion he, he or the follow-up date? No, he didn't acknowledge okay. I had a good time. He didn't acknowledge that I'd said I'm free from Monday. And I thought his reply was a bit shit. So I was like, do you know what? That is a bit shit because it's common courtesy to also say, I had a good time. You say it out of politeness and then you can follow with, listen, I'm not really looking to move this forward, whatever, there's like a whole host of things you can say if you're not interested in someone. My view is, I don't think he's really interested. I also, over four days, if someone doesn't reply to you for four days, you also start turning yourself off. Like, I'm not one of these people, like, I, if someone doesn't give me the attention right at the beginning, and, like, I will easily turn myself off, because I've been on one date with this guy, and if he hasn't, like, kept the attention, lots of girls' minds would just be like, meh, you think you're being ghosted, so you automatically kind of lose the feel, like, lose the boner, mm-hmm. which I've done. So I basically messaged him being like, <clears throat> listen, what did I say to him? Let me, let me get it up. I said, no worries for a late reply, to be honest. I thought about it and I don't know how much we really like each other. And I was like, you're probably quite good for me. Maybe we need a date too. 
But I know when people are interested in each other, what are your thoughts? And then he's replied to this, which I think is super gaslighty. He's gone, lol, where did this come from? And I was like, um, it came from you not fucking replying for four days. Did you say that to him? No, I haven't. And I was like, do you not think? And he just hasn't replied. And I don't think he will reply. But I'm like, you basically gaslit me because you're trying to say like, what do you mean? You're being what do you mental. mean? Like, what do you mean? Where, where's this come from? And I'm just like, um, excuse me. Anyway, so that's basically what I, what I've been thinking over the four, four days of silence is, let's talk about dating etiquette, Laura. Mm-hmm. Well, firstly, I do think that. Is this guy mature? Like, is he a no, mature? No, he's one year younger than me, which I I got from him a bit of immaturity vibes. Okay, because to me that is basic. I mean, you know, I love a four day reply, late reply, but yeah, I will but... always acknowledge it and say I'm really sorry for sure. But the thing is, when you're kind of courting somebody or dating somebody, there has to be dating dating etiquette in place. Mm. And as well for you've obviously penned a reply that I think is quite thoughtful and meaningful. Potentially, he w- had the right to say to you, "Hey, listen, you're blowing this way out of proportion," but at least express that instead of coming back with a really childish reply of "Lol, what the fuck's that about?" That to me is that that would just annoy me. That would just irk me, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know what? Fuck off. You're clearly not really capable of much depth at the moment." Mm. So, what what do you what are you gonna so he hasn't replied to you. He hasn't replied, and I, I, I can, I can see what's going on in his mind because he's probably a little bit. He's a bit young, let's say. Yeah, fair enough. And I think he's gone. Oh, what crazy bitch! Okay, well, you know what? And but also, if, if he's th- if if he's thought that, then that's fair enough because your guy will never think you're a crazy bitch. He will take what you've expressed and he will listen to it and he will process it and he will let you have your moment and then he will come back with a retort that is both respectful and considerate. So if you compare that response that I just got to the silver fox, who is 40, his... So remember, I sent that message to the silver fox being like, clearly we're not going to go on a second date. I would have really appreciated and respected you to have told me. And he sent me a really lovely message back saying, I completely agree. I'm so sorry. You, you should, you deserve better. And he acknowledged that he was in the wrong by not responding to me. That is a man that's mature. The way he behaved, behaved was not mature because he should have just fucking messaged me, Mm -hmm. but he acknowledged he, he took he took ownership and accountability for what he'd done. This gotcha. guy hasn't. And he also, I don't think this guy has really, because I've not actually said, it's because you haven't messaged me for four days. This guy hasn't realised what he's done, which also shows a little bit of a sign of immaturity. So have you not stated that to him? Is that no, not, not the- yet. Because I was like, well, I wanted to see what he, he, he was going to say. Okay. I wanted him to be like, yeah, do you know, do you know what? I, I actually agree with you. Or, no, I do really like you. Sorry I went off the radar. I'm sorry if you felt like that. But he hasn't done either of those things. So I think he just doesn't realise he's in the wrong. But I want to compare this scenario to the photographer who I spoke about last week, which I'd had the crazy, amazing sex with. When after we had that, we what had happened was we said we would do something again the next day we spoke about it saying yeah let's do it again let me know on this day let me know if anything changes and then we didn't really speak the whole of last week but it was fine because we'd already discussed and put in a plan in place 
it's okay to have four days of silence as long as you kind of acknowledge each other's like what am I trying to say like it's okay to have a couple of days of not speaking if you are on the same page as the other person and acknowledged each other this guy did not do that but I did go on my second date with the photographer and it was honestly awesome I really like this guy <gasps> amazing tell me I had no idea I didn't know you've been in your second date just so please elaborate when, so went on my and this is also why I feel like a bit like I feel like I maybe needed to clear the roster a bit because I actually really like the photographer okay so we went on our second date and he I went to his house for dinner um because it's really hard at the moment to be honest with you to go out to places one because everyone in london keeps getting pinged so even if you've gone out to like a really nice restaurant if one person gets covid everyone in the restaurant gets told they have to isolate and it's really like it's it's a bit of a like it's a bit stressful at the moment in london so we were just like do you know what he lives down the road with me let's just do that Mm -hmm. and we just had the nut we just had like the best time like we have a lot in common which i think is really nice like we we could we were speaking about things like you and I maybe not as like graphic but like we could we were speaking like friends mm-hmm. which I think is super important isn't it really lovely to actually meet somebody that you like and I feel like we don't mm. say that to young women enough I when agree. you meet your partner or your boyfriend or whoever that man may be besides from the lust and the excitement and the mm. horniness like the person at a very base level look at that person and actually feel it in your heart that you like them so love that you like him that's always a great start and I mean I mean that genuinely um I a lot of people go through their relationships loving their their partners and becoming accustomed to them but if they're really truthful can they put their hand on their heart and say they like their partner so Mm. I yeah, like I, I like the foundation. So, so you like so him. I, I really and also like my sister said this to me actually and when I actually came back from the first date and she asked me how it was and I was like we had such interesting conversation and because he this is also another thing I'm quite a creative person and he's a creative as well and I think that I've realized and this is the thing when you are dating you take bits of people's aspects of people to mold yourself what you want and I've realized that I do need probably someone a little bit creative because if you're creative I've noticed that me and him have a lot in common and my sister said how many times have you gone out with a guy that you would be friends with if you weren't dating and I was like not one of them Fair I enough. wouldn't be friends with any of them because we actually didn't have that much in common on a friend's level whereas with this guy I actually think that if you took away the fact that we're obviously super attracted to each other and I just want to like lick his corner teller on him and lick his body um balls sounded better balls yeah <laughs> i want to lick his balls which i have done um <laughs> i would actually be friends with him like i would find him really interesting like if you took all the like sexual stuff out of it okay um but i love that i know me too and like even like and also what's really good and i was really worried about him because my exact words were he's going to ruin your life life. he was he's been such a surprise to me because actually what's interesting is if you looked at the guy that i went on a date with the other day if you put them two and two together you'd think oh what a nice guy the one guy and oh this guy's gonna ruin your life but actually funnily enough i mean i don't want to speak too soon in touch word but actually this guy's really surprised me and i'm seeing him again this week and it's very easy. Like, there's no... I'm not, like... I don't feel stressed. Peaceful. Peaceful. Honestly, the the, the girls that I was um, 
out with recently. They, they, one of them I used to live with in Dubai, and the other two girls. They're the cutest girls in the world. They're um, a set of twins, jaw-droppingly beautiful, but the most beautiful souls to match. And they were asking me a bit about my relationship because they wouldn't know a huge, a huge amount. I know them through um my friend Zoe, and they were just asking like, what? Firstly, Zoe is very intuitive. She is a life coach. She's just a great girl. Her and I lived together in Dubai and she was privy to a lot of, not necessarily information, but she saw things with my ex-relationship that I didn't even see. And she just said to me, Laura, like, you and your ex, I don't think you could see the red flags because you'd been that, the relationship was that far down the line that you didn't even observe them. You didn't take them under your notice. But I never thought you were compatible. You know, he was much more of a factual black and white man. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more, you know, warm and soft and creative and just a bit fluffier. And she said it really... I never saw you really truly be loving with each other. You were very disdainful of each other. You were super passive aggressive. And oh my God, in the end, I was woeful and I'll put my hands up to that. And she was telling the girls um, and she kind of said it and really took me off guard because she hadn't said it to me. But she was like, when I look at you and your boyfriend, like he is home to you. You can see that. There's so much peace and he's a lovely guy. She was like, it's so cute. He's kind of socially awkward and a little bit weird, which he is, but he's sweet and he just tries. He just struggles a little bit to strike up conversation, you know, to begin with. Mm. Um, and I thought that was really cute. And I kind of reiterated the fact that, you know, peacefulness and ease and like tranquility are the most electrifying intoxicating mm. traits to your relationship especially when you've come out of one that's been so fraught and full of tension and full of fucking shit and you obviously don't realize at the time until you emerge out of that and look back and just think fuck I've got PTSD and by the way I'm not putting my ex in a bad light I was just as bad if not worse I became a person that I didn't like with my jibes and my passive aggressiveness and my fucking bull bullshit as well. It's not just him. It was definitely a, it was definitely a double-edged sword and, you know, there was both of us. But it's just the point I'm trying to make, Faye, when you're saying about how easy it is. It's like music to my ears because I maintain that I, this is something that we should all be looking for. Yeah, and it, and it absolutely is. And actually, I was just saying to my friend before we jumped on because I was telling her about um, me and the other guy actually when I I suffer from a bit of insecurity about myself like I can't I can't sit here and pretend like I'm this all-confident being sometimes of course like I am way more confident than I was like maybe like a year ago about myself I mean, like I, I'm a bit more like self-aware and like I've done a lot I, because I've done a lot of work on myself but I can't like when I I can't deny that after I had this date with this guy I did the next day feel a bit of anxiety about me not being good enough for him. The photographer? No, the photographer, the other guy. Okay. The photographer I didn't have any of those feelings about. Because he put you at ease, because Fiona? He, because he was very obvious in the way, because we had a conversation about, um, he told me, I do want to see you again. This is the photographer, all this stuff. And even though this guy, I don't know what I want to call him, because, I don't know, bachelor number two... 
the guy that I had a date with that didn't hasn't turned out so good, even though he said things like, yeah, let's definitely do this again. He didn't like, I didn't feel, I felt when I looked at him, I was like, one, he's absolutely not the type of guy that I usually go for. So it wasn't very comforting. I need someone that's in the middle of my bad boy and the, the good guy. Mm-hmm. He was way to the other end, but to the point where it was, per, it was perfection. And I would have, and I stressed myself out the next day that I wasn't going to be perfect enough. And no one fucking wants that. No. I want to be able to be relaxed and not wear makeup and not feel like, you know, I can imagine the type of girls he would have gone for and they would have been very different. They, I know this is all the story that I've created in my head and it might not be like that, but those are the stories that you tell yourself when you have anxiety. And that for me was a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Then he also brought his own red flags of not replying and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But even before he didn't reply, I was already stressing out, which is completely different to how I'm feeling about the photographer where there's, I'm not stressed out whatsoever. And this guy is a photographer, he's dated models and I, I don't even care because he okay. said things to me that has made me feel at ease. Oh, that's anyway, not we really like him. He's a good, we he's a really good guy. like him. We really he's like him. So fucking good looking, Fiona. He's, he's so, so handsome. Sexy, honestly. Like we were when we were having sex. I was like, I just said to him, I was like, you're so sexy. Like Laura, literally, like he touches me, and I'm like, oh my god, he's so hot. I've had sex a couple of times this week. I just thought I'd good like to you. update you. Well, actually, not really. This once or twice, which is you know better than you know me weeping on a podcast because I haven't wanted to get my hold with anybody or anything but um yeah I just think what I realized Faye is I kind of needed to be the one to instigate it and to take control Mm. I kind of felt like when he was instigating it and it was always like grabbing me for five or ten minutes there it just kind of made it feel a little bit more contrived and there was no real spontaneity which really wasn't doing it for me um so I feel like because I've been putting myself in the driving seat in that respect um, it, it's really, it's definitely, definitely helped. Um, it's definitely helped the connection and it's a work in progress. I've ordered that book, Come As You Are. I've, I've heard it as well. Zoe said it's one of her favorite books. If you've got any issues whatsoever with sex, which I think we all have on some level or another, this book is meant to be phenomenal and um, Come As You Are. Um, so I will be reading that, dissecting it and sharing what? everything what Zoe said just for really quickly um basically there's no such thing as a low sex drive right according to this book anyways there's no such thing as a low sex drive yes there are variables so menopause the pill and stuff like that it definitely affects sex drive but for the most part there's no such thing as a low sex drive it's a case there's a pedal and an accelerator right There's a brake and an accelerator. And sometimes there's too many things on the brake that impede your sex drive. So the things that turn you off, for example. So not feeling bloated, feeling fat, not feeling Mm. good in yourself, not having the connection with your partner, the kids being around, feeling like shit, you and him fighting, not, not communicating. And the accelerator, that's the things that make you feel sexy. So him saying these things, making you feel those things, you feeling good in your own body, you feeling good in your own mind. And quite often with our, our society, the way things are, our food is so hard on the pe- on the brake and the accelerator is just lightly being touched. And that's basically where your um, sex drive is considered low. Because for the most part, we actually do, we all have the same standard sex drive. 
like I said, unless you are on contraceptive pills or menopause mm. or illness or anything like that. And I thought that was a really good way to look at it. So if you're feeling like you've got a um, lower libido at the moment, it's really a case of sitting down with the pros and cons lists, mm. a brake and accelerator list, and actually ascertaining why is your foot on the brake and why, why is your foot not on the accelerator as much? And I felt like that really empowered me to actually look at it like I wasn't the victim like I'm in control mm. of this as opposed to me feeling like I'm being completely held captive by my mm. lack of libido so have you implemented um, any of the things that like obviously you've had like friends and stuff but like have you implemented any of the things yet that Joe or no, have you I done it more on like a connection I, I think that's more important than it is it's a hundred percent more important and I think Fiona I really had to, I haven't had too much time to think. I've been unbelievably busy, but I will sit down with my own thoughts and actually ascertain what my accelerators are. Currently, I don't know what those accelerators are. I don't know what those things are that make me horny and turn me on. I'm not feeling them inherently at the moment. So I need to really establish what are those things that make me horny and, and I'm, I'm currently not 100% sure and that's fine yeah. I think when we're really out of our libido's low we don't even know what it is that sparks yeah. our like sexual joy so I know 100% what mine is what would that be mine is 100% feeling desired by the other person okay I need to hear things I need to hear things from the other person and I need to feel them wanting me. Yeah. Because the photographer and even the barber, for example, they've been really clear with wanting me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've been super turned on and we've had great sex. This guy, I don't really feel it. And I didn't, and I felt no sense. And as a result, then and it really impacted result, your, yeah. yeah and, and that makes total sense. And if I'm to be completely honest, and I really don't want to speak out of turn because I know I'm super honest about my relationship here, way too much information. But I sort of feel like we've been so out of sync in regards to our mm. lifestyle. Like I said, two weeks, we didn't go to bed or wake up together at the same time because of his work. And um, I think he's fucking exhausted, mentally exhausted from his work, physically exhausted from his work. I don't think he feels it as much. Um, and I did actually instigate it the other the other day and he was just like, listen, I'm exhausted. And, you know, I was a bit taken aback by that. I was like, are you fucking serious? You're turning this down. Mm -hmm. And then I had to just have a chat with myself. If it's okay for me to have a day that I'm not feeling it, then why the fuck is he not allowed to? So exactly. I'm hoping that whenever um, things normalize or we get, get ourselves into healthier habits, um, the, the, these, this issue will rectify. But in regards to your question, have I implemented? Not yet, but I'm a lot more mindful, which kind of has helped me. And I am going to make a little bit of a plan. I think a lot of it is down to our connection through the day, i.e. just seeing each other and mm. spending time with each other. Um, and you do like, I asked the question um, on our Instagram, actually. Did I ask it? Oh, no, I did, didn't I? I did I? Did we talk about this last week or did I talk about it on Instagram about having both the stable relationship and the passionate sex? 
And I think to have both, you have to work on it. It's not just going to come naturally. And a lot of people have actually messaged us from our episode last week saying that um, it is totally possible, but it takes a fucking lot of work. And that is basically what you're doing now. You're working on things because it's worth it. It's not worth putting it in the bin. It's something that you need to fight for if it wasn't worth it you would just be like oh, i'll sack this shit but off. people do people young women aren't told when they're you know we're, we're being educated by either our family or friends or, or schools or whatever quite often safety and security is completely juxtaposed with the lust and the passion mm-hmm. quite often those two things repel each other and it's perfectly natural and it's up to you know it's up to the couple to make a concerted effort to relight the fire of desire mm. oh my god was that a take that song relight the fire of desire um <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been quite it's been quite interesting i'm just acutely aware of it, anything everything did you try the fishagra no so i haven't tried it yet and it's only because like i wanted it i feel the thing is the reason why i haven't done it is because i want to do it with someone that i'm completely 100 comfortable with and the only person that i would probably feel 100 completely comfortable with doing it with is probably the barber right and it's not because i don't like the photographer and i'm not comfortable with him i am but it's very new whereas me and the barber have been kind of seeing each other for a really long time but the only thing is i don't know if i want to have sex with the barber at the moment because i'm really enjoying the photographer so I'm, I'm a bit stuck I don't know I really really want to try it so I don't know whether I should I I think that maybe a few more dates and then I'll try it and then we can discuss okay. but I definitely will try it I did think about messaging the barber and being like listen can we try this but I was like oh I don't know I, my head's not there with him and that's absolutely fine don't be going to shine yeah. the barber just for the sake of trying the vishagra yeah and I also don't think I would enjoy it as much because like as much as I really like the barber we are actually quite like we're friends you know like it's completely cool me and him but I actually think I want to, if I'm going to try fucking female Viagra, I want to do it with someone that like really turns me on. Absolutely. Do you know what, Laura? We absolutely have not touched on the thing that we were going to talk about. I know, Fiona, we've gone really off paste as I well. I love it though. I feel like I've just been talking about myself though. No, but do you know what? Like that's all really good updates because I feel like this photographer sounds great and everybody's like willing you just to find like a really good dude. Um, you know the other guy yeah. that kind of I don't want to call him a gaslighter just yet because I feel like he needs to at least reply to you and you know give you his side of things if he wants to it sort of sounds to me that he's just a little bit immature and I mm. feel like that's not necessarily a gaslighter that's just immaturity I personally think I I said to my friend I was like because she was like oh what a dick and I was like I don't think he's a dick I think he's someone that's immature and doesn't know how to tell someone that they're maybe not interested or was is is interested but is basically picking me up when he's available okay which is also a huge problem in dating and also girls need to set this is a thing i think that a lot of women and i myself have been included into this category we're really bad at setting boundaries so like for example you know a lot of the time, if you go on a date with someone and then you don't hear from him like this scenario and then when they're free, they'll contact you but don't acknowledge the fact that they've basically like not spoken to you for a couple of days and we will go running to it and be like, yeah, sure, I'm available whenever you want me. But actually, no, like I also have to be, 
I also have to tell you when I'm available because yeah. I'm not, you don't have all my time. And I think that that's something actually really interesting. So I did a podcast with our lovely friends from Unhinged and Bumbled Up. It's coming out on Monday with um, Joe Westwood, who's a codependency coach and she's fantastic. And she said to me, which is something that I've definitely done and she's got her own podcast and please listen to it. Cause she's like the fucking Oracle. She said, you have to set these boundaries because you know, someone your time is your is precious and they have to fit into your life not the other way around and i think that a lot of the time men and women will feel like they have like a oh, what's the word they feel like it their your time is um it belongs to them but it mm-hmm. doesn't so we have to also be like no actually you haven't spoken to me for 4 days so i'm busy now yeah but and that's the thing even if you aren't busy and you're staying at home and you're just staying in making pasta and flicking your bean you still need to do that just to set those boundaries and let that person know that that's not okay and whilst I'm a massive advocate of not playing games to begin with and being really upfront with what you what you are and what you want I do think at times you need to readdress the imbalance of power. And if somebody's messaging you very last minute and asking to see you, you kind of just have to say no. No. Whether you have to make something up or firmly assert, you know what? I'm going to stay in tonight. I'm having a night in. I want to get an early night. Just let them know that your time is actually important to you and comes totally. before them. Mm-hmm. So if they want to go out with you or see you, they need to give you notice and they need to actually factor you in and consider you. Um, I don't think that's playing games. I just think that's setting really, really healthy boundaries. Yeah. But I have seen relationships in the early stages that are completely turned on their heads when the woman actually takes ownership of her time and says things. I mean, you know what? Maybe that can be construed as a little bit of game playing. I know that like why men love bitches. That's like the author's, you know, most suggested uh, course of action is to do things like that and whilst I do not agree with that book and um, there are elements of it that I think that people can perhaps incorporate to self set healthier boundaries but what you said basically is really true is that actually it's not about making something up and playing a game it's like if you're not going to take my time into consideration and pick me up when you're ready I'm sorry, but a night in with myself is really important. And that's something that's really important to me. And if that's what I'm doing on the night that you want to, you know, see me, then that's what I'm going to do. And you're going to have to wait your turn. Yeah. And I think that I, I kind of regretting now what I said to him. I wish I'd kind of said, listen, mate, you haven't spoken to me in four days, but I didn't, I just, I, I want, but Fiona, I want you, to you're, you're in a position now, you've got a phone in your hand and he kind of came back with a lull. What's that about? Just go back and say, listen, I didn't hear from you. I asked you a question about meeting up and you didn't even uh, respond. I actually found it pretty rude. I don't think you're with, I don't think you're, you know, being overly dramatic or like psycho to say something like that. You're a fucking grown ass woman who's running your own business, who's got so Mm. much fucking amazingly wonderful shit going on in, in your own life. You'd find two seconds to reply to somebody. Let me also, you know, on this note before we go, nobody is that busy that they cannot reply Absolutely. and I am the worst anybody listening to this as friends to meet with me will say Laura you have a fucking cheek because you take days and weeks to get back and I do but 
when it's a relationship and in the early days, you really want to like be putting your best foot forward. If a man is interested in you, if a woman is interested in you truly for the right reasons, they will find the time to reply. They can be running a multi-million pound company, balancing their five children, doing all sorts of shit, abseiling at the weekend, and they will find (laughs) the time to reply. They will be on the toilet and they will find the time. I completely, so don't completely agree. accept the thing about, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't have the time. You know what? They didn't have the time because you don't mean that much to them. And I know that mm. sounds really cutting no, and quite true. callous, but I truly believe that. I completely agree. And I'm not going to say anything more to him because I don't want to spend any more energy than I already okay. have. I'm going to wait enough. for him to, because I sent that message about an hour ago. He can reply, he cannot reply. And I think I'm just going to like close this book now and just let it let it go he's I'm not I don't want to see him again and I don't think he particularly wants to see me okay and I've got something really good going on that I want to keep exploring and I'm in I'm very happy I'm really happy to hear that me too and like the thing is also if it doesn't work out with me and the photographer I'm kind of also obviously I'll be really upset because I really like him but also I've acknowledge I've now what's nice is that I went into this new dating stint with all my things that I've learned about myself and I and I feel like I have learned things because I saw a red flag with this guy on um you know the one that just sent me that shitty message and I have also not accepted him not replying whereas usually I would have been like oh no worries totally fine when am I going to see you and like yeah no worries I'm going to clear my entire calendar so that I can see you. Lovely but, listener, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a DM, um, drop us an email. Do you believe in these kind of early days of game playing? Like, what, like, is there a method? Are there like, what do people do in order to readdress the imbalance of power to begin with? Are you somebody that potentially holds off for applying for a couple of hours or days in order to make yourself seem more attractive or desirable because I know that people do it right mm. people, there's books upon books written about this so is that something that you would do is it something that's worked for you in the past I would be really interested to hear Me too. super interested drop us uh, a DM yeah, or email I'm, I'm interested in it um what the fuck are we going to call this episode because I don't even know what we've talked about we basically just talked about Fee being re- fee basically being rejected and having another stint. We've talked about malodorous minge malodorous again, minge. Yeah. wafting. Let's yeah. not call it that. We could potentially call this episode "How to not Laura be a and dick. Fee talk absolute, absolute fucking shite, shite <laughs> for fifty three minutes, uh, completely ignoring their show notes, completely ignoring their agenda, and just going off pace. And that's okay really good because that's well. fucking life. Yeah, we just had a really, this can be, we just have a really good chat. We do have a really good chat. We always have good chats. Yeah. Anyway, that was us just talking shite for 50 minutes. And I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. I really enjoyed it too. I thoroughly enjoy your company. I thoroughly enjoy your I conversation. Thoroughly enjoy and I thoroughly well. enjoy this podcast. And I just Me want to tell too. people, and I know I'm like over the top with the love at the moment, but you know, I've been getting my hole. So let the yes. fucking love Woo! flow. Um, we thoroughly appreciate every single person that listens, that emails us, that DMs us on Instagram, that lists, that replies to our little polls and stuff. We thoroughly appreciate every one of you little fucking cutie pies and you mean the world to us. And I just want to give you all 
little finger jobs. <laughs> and that's that. On that note. <gasps> Can I just say one thing before we go? Oh my God, fuck. It's oh, whatever. I'm going to say it. We'll probably end up talking for the next 20 minutes. So sorry, this is going to be a really long episode talking about shy. Can I just say one thing mm-hmm. about the photographer, which I think personally, but I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Oral sex is not his thing, as in giving it to me. Okay. He doesn't like going down on girls. He said he doesn't not like going down on it, but it's just not his thing. And I was like, I don't know. Is that a red flag? What do you think? So this is subjective. I thought we were finished, but we ain't. (laughs) This is subjective because I am not like the biggest lover of it don't get me wrong i enjoy it but when i watch movies and girls are pushing the guy's head down there and they're like get fucking down there and they're like oh my god this is amazing i've never really been like that so i don't think it would bother me all that much but if he was completely adverse to trying it potentially i'd be like oh that would make me feel a little bit self-conscious potentially of like that area or whatever Mm. and for me it wouldn't be a huge red flag the same way there's girls that just don't like giving blowjobs I feel like we're being created a society has been created where we're all expected to love every fucking aspect of sex you can't go into a supermarket and like every you know item of food on the shelves and that's okay you don't have to love everything about sex you can pick your thing there are things that you're going to love there are things that you're not going to love so much and you know what I appreciate Fiona the fact that he kind of has been honest with you from the get-go instead of not going down on you and creating an issue out of it I kind of appreciate his proactivity and his communicative skills oh he made me feel so much better about it because i've kind of been thinking about it because i've got i've got you know the barber who like fucking loves doing it and i got this guy and he's the first guy in a really long time that's basically said that he's not how did that come up by the way like i I think i was drunk and asked him the first time and does he like receiving blue jobs yeah but I also like, but, but who fucking doesn't? But I also enjoy doing that. Giving them, okay. So it's not like I really fucking hate it and I don't want to do it. And he's forcing me to do it. Like, so I does genuinely he, enjoy does he, it. So does he not do it full stop? <clears throat> or will you get like a lick out in your birthday? <clears throat> I mean... A birthday lick out. I mean, we've not... It's only been two days. So let's see. <laughs> but... Now, I also don't want someone to do something to me. That's that what I was going to say. Would you then feel quite like I wouldn't ask him paranoid or forceful if he's doing it? Like, would you be like, oh god, is he yeah. even enjoying this? Self conscious? I would probably feel like that, and I'd be like, listen, don't even worry about it. Like, just come yeah. up here. Like, it's not like also, it's not like the sex that we have we've had hasn't been like it's been out of control. It's been like the best sex I've ever had, to be honest with you, and. So I kind of feel like I can probably forego the going down on me. You know what? For me personally, I feel like there's so many facets of foreplay with hands, fingers, excuse me, um, vibrators, toys, talking, the brain. There's so many sensory elements to foreplay. I know I will probably, you know, be inciting a lot of like angry listeners going, fucking don't tell her that she should deserve to be going down on all the time and I get it of course she should but I also feel like we need to be honest the fact that you know people have their thing and people like some things and they don't like the other and as long as you're not somebody that only gets turned on by somebody going down on you which 
I, although I know that you love it, you also love various element, yeah, other elements of sex. So you know what? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I appreciate that he's been honest with you, and I, I, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Brilliant. You made me feel so much better. I'm glad. God, do you know what? For next week, I don't think I'm going to talk about it as much. About I mean, we've much. really fucking we've really rambled. done an hour. We've done an Rambled hour on. basically speaking about my my uh, my. Again, we'd today. love to hear from you. Would you be pissed off if your new boyfriend was like, mm, "By the way, babe, I don't want to go down on you." Would that would that be an issue, or would you be okay with that? Um, alternatively, are you somebody that doesn't give your partner blowjobs? Is that something you don't enjoy? Has that become an issue? Fuck me, Fiona. Nearly right. an hour. Let's Fucking wrap this shit up. Right. Well, love you. How to talk shite for an hour. Love you and gee you later. Gee you later.